everybody. My name is Jake McGrail, and alongside me is Mike Liu of CITR Sports, broadcasting live from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news and stories. Ahead of the UBC soccer home openers this weekend, yesterday Mike sat down with men's soccer fullback Chris Lee to discuss his time with Pacific FC of the Canadian Premier League and look ahead at this coming season. Before we get to that, however, we will cover the most recent Thunderbirds golf tournament as well as the season opener for women's rugby and some exhibition action against SFU in various sports. And that's where we'll start off with first with golf. Um, and with a very young team, UBC has already looked really, really strong. But unfortunately, the dream of a picture-perfect UBC golf season was unfortunately dashed during the Cascades Invitational at the Chilliwack Golf Club. Uh, got the men's title, the women's team title, the men's individual. But unfortunately, the women's individual title was the one that got away from the T-Birds. Still, three out of four, pretty good. And this program's dominant run of form showing no signs of really yeah. slowing down. I like that. I like that. It's like, oh, it's so disappointing that you didn't win absolutely everything at this tournament. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it goes to show you what kind of, sort of expecta- expectations we really have for them. And keep in mind, a lot of these guys, girls, having their debuts. Yeah, we mentioned last week that there was only four or five athletes in between both the men's and women's combined that were on the team two seasons ago shows it goes to show what just happened but um yeah so <laughs> the cascades invitational uh ironically it's not a part of the cascade collegiate conference which is the naia where the teamers usually play but uh in, so in that case it means the results recaps results uh results <laughs> recaps uh were harder to come by but we'll share with you what we got uh unfortunately we can't tell you where every thunderbird finished on the leaderboard Yeah, the men's team was forced to have a bit of a comeback in this tournament. They actually were behind one shot, uh, the host, Fraser Valley, after the first round. But come Tuesday, the second day of the tournament, the Cascades faltered a little bit, and the Thunderbirds pulled ahead, eventually winning by four strokes with a total team score of minus 17 compared to minus 13 for the hosts. Pretty impressive. And the men's individual event ended up being a duel uh, a duel with UFE and UBC as well. Russell Howlett and UFE's Eli Green. They shot a matching five underscores on day one, and the duels lasted all throughout the second day of competition, with Howlett's score of eight under just one stroke better than Green's seven under. So last last week's individual champion, Ethan DeGraff, sat three strokes back, so not bad, but he finished in a tie for third. The women's team, as usual, they were very dominant. They shot a total team score of minus two. That was a full 22 strokes ahead of second place, which was UBC Okanagan. Uh, Despite the dominant team performance, though, it wasn't UBC T-Bird that finished atop the podium in the individual competition. Uh, Sonia Tang was third at minus two. Una Chao second at three under. But both were bested by UVix, Sukrit Harjal. Harjai, sorry, uh, who finished at six under. Uh, credit is uh, credit what credit is due. Um, she's the only non uh, T bird to win the event, which UBC claimed again three out of four trophies. Yeah, so that's a total of two tournaments for each of the men's and women's teams. So four combined this season, and that UVic athlete is the only person that is bested the the Thunderbirds so far this season. So, good start. It's really early, but that's definitely <laughs> incredible. Uh, next week, T-Birds will return to the NAIA for the Warrior Invitational. They'll play in Lewiston, Idaho at the Lewiston Golf and Country Club, hosted by Lewis and Clark State. Louie Louie.
And going on to our next sport, which was women, women's rugby, uh, it was an action. It was a return to action worth remembering for uh, the women's rugby squad. Uh, they took to the field in Victoria, uh, and the Thunderbirds taking on the Vikes for their season opener. Two of the best teams in the Canada West Conference. Uh, but again, UBC, the one that most uh, most coaches, most pundits, they're the ones that um, they're the ones that are expected to take the Canada West crown. And well, with the first game, UBC showed off exactly why. Yeah, it was Madison Gold that got the action underway for the Thunderbirds. She scored the first try of the match, first try of the season in the 13th minute. Uvic did respond. They got two tries to take the lead, although they did miss the conversions on both of them. So they took a 10-7 lead, but UBC did storm back after that. Yeah, Florence uh, Simmons got uh, the UBC uh, UBC T-Birds right back into the lead with uh, a try of her own and a successful conversion. So 14-10 <laughs> gap uh, heading into the uh, second half. And then the T-Birds ended up getting themselves a nice penalty try in the 65th minute. Uh, got them a little gap and brought the lead to 21-10. to uh, And yeah, they never came, came close to losing that lead since then. Yes, uh, it was Savannah Bowder added a penalty kick to further increase the advantage. There was a couple more tries uh, between each of the teams, but the final score, 31-15 to for UBC, picking up a win to start the season, which you love to see. You love to see it. And the women's rugby squad, they take uh, they come back here for their home opener. Uh, it's taking Alberta at 4 p.m. this Thursday. Yes, Thursday. And they'll be facing off against the U Alberta Pandas and... Uh, they'll be heavy favorites, to say the least. The Pandas were demolished uh, by Le- the Lethbridge Pronghorns in their season opener, 53-7. So it um, should be in for a good match. <laughs> well, hopefully UBC can go to 2-0, and especially because the season is very short mm-hmm. for the women's. I mean, women's rugby, the because they have both a 15s and a 7 season, both of them aren't that long to begin with, and especially with COVID, uh, it's only... Uh, five games, I believe, in yeah. the regular season. I think it's also because there's only five teams in the conference this year, or was it always that? I can't remember if it was always like that, but there are only five teams, so it's only so many action to go around. Yeah, I, we mentioned it before. They play Victoria twice, and they play everyone else once, and I believe you're right. It's just the, the five teams in the conference, so you get to know everyone quite well. <laughs> and now, uh, speaking of a school that we know quite well, SFU... They're not a part of U Sports. They're part of Division Two in the NCAA. So the Thunderbirds never play the school currently without a name <laughs> in uh, in in conference play. We don't usually see a ton of action against them in general, but this past week there was some as the golf and the women's rugby teams, while they were the only ones in conference action, there was some exhibition play. Uh, the teams that did play against SFU were men's hockey, women's soccer, and softball. So going off of the nickname thing, I've heard uh, rumors from the SFU hockey media person uh, that they are considering two names currently, one of them being the Highlanders, one of them being the Foxes. One is clearly, more, in my opinion, one's clearly better than the other. <laughs> and, well, it makes more sense. But anyways, let's start with men's hockey. They got to play the first game of the Captain's Cup. Uh, which has historically been a tournament that was done between uh, UBC, SFU, and U uh, and TWU, I think. Right? Yeah, Trinity Western. Trinity yeah. West. But uh, yeah, that was the first preseason action. It was the first game that uh, UBC had played in two years almost, and they capped it off with style. Uh, eight to two victory over SFU. Yeah, the eight to two win definitely does not look great on paper for SFU. They actually did score first. Yes. In this game, but UBC then equalized right after that. And then scored four goals in the second period 
And then three in the third after SFU briefly made it a 5-2 for a comprehensive win. It was definitely a good game as well. Like, uh, at UBC, they were just uh, running what they were doing. They were just playing out of minds, dominating the zone, just getting pucks on net. Obviously, a bad turnover blue line, small break rate, gave SFU the lead. But they were able to respond, and I think that's the biggest thing that the UBC can take out of this is that they were able to play solid. They didn't really show rust for being two years off. And so, for UBC... Uh, goal scorers were Jake Kriske, Tyler Sandu, Austin Glover, Connor McDonald, Michael Clark, Scott Atkinson, and Carson Miller. A lot of names, a lot of goals. <laughs> uh, one player who doesn't appear on the score sheet, but someone I want to mention is Liam Kindry. Uh, this guy, wow. He got himself involved physically, uh, lots of extracurriculars, got involved in scrums and everything. But um, no, he was just active, buzzing. And I think we'll be hearing a lot of him uh, come the Canada West season. Yeah, is there anyone else who stood out for you in particular besides him? Uh, you were able to be there at the game, taking it all in from the stands. One of the three spectators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I feel that Ethan Anders is a very, very reliable option. So, uh, to start off the season, I actually didn't think Ryland would be back. Uh, Ryland, uh, Ryland Toth, he, on his page, it said he was a fifth year. So, I was like, oh, he's not going to be back. But Ethan Anders was really, really solid. Uh, save for that one goal he gave up uh, on the power play, nonetheless. And it was a beauty tic-tac-toe play, no chance. Really solid. Didn't give up uh, Didn't give up many opportunities. Rebound control was good. Love him. And he's first year, so we'll see plenty of development out of him as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess bringing in a first year to be counted on for reliable goaltending might be a bit tough. Might be also different in hockey, though, because a lot of these guys are coming in from different minor leagues and uh, some from overseas. Not a ton at UBC, I yeah. don't think. But I guess it's different in that way than, say, like basketball or volleyball, where you're coming in straight from high school. These guys do have some experience. So you're not throwing like a 17-year-old in, in goal or something like For that. For sure. But uh, just glad to have him here. He played well. Uh, T-Birds continue Captain's Cup action Saturday against Trinity West here at home. And, yeah, they will be... I don't believe there will be spectators for this one either. So, um, well, just we'll be cheering on our T-Birds at home. Yep. And then talking about the women's soccer team, they travel to SFU for their match. They have a bye week in Canada West this week. The men's team wasn't really up to much but the women's team did take this chance to play an exhibition game and they won one to nothing danielle steer continued her hot start to the season she scored the only goal of the game and that's now five goals in three games in the last couple weeks for her i think she can be an early contender for the golden boot if she keeps up <laughs> with this form like yeah not many not many have keeping pace uh been keeping pace with her she did she does have experience with the golden boot wanted a couple <laughs> years ago or rather, that would be three years ago now. Oh, gosh. In her rookie season. <laughs> Saying a couple of years ago, that's just last season that they played. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Jeez. funny to think about. But, it, I mean, if you keep scoring every game, it's uh, it's it's that's a good thing. Yeah, sooner or later, that 100%. And UBC, again, dominated this match, showing showing off why uh, showing off why they are national title contenders, out shooting them 15-5. to They'll like to continue the great start when they also play their home opener uh, this Friday against UNBC. Yeah, and then finally, UBC softball, they went to SFU to play a doubleheader on Sunday. And funnily enough, we know absolutely nothing about what happened in those <laughs> games. No one from either UBC or SFU has said what happened. So we assume that they played. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Besides the, that, we don't know. <laughs> it's been a literal blanket on anything getting out. So um, we're, in, we're as much in the dark as you are. <laughs> but know that the UBC T-Birds, SFU uh, softball, got into action. 
that's pretty much it. All we know. Yeah, and they're they're the teams are going to play each other several more times over the coming weeks. Better get more information. Yeah, so hopefully we'll actually <laughs> find out at some point what's going on in these games. But <laughs> at least they're getting out on the field and playing. Absolutely, especially since their season will kick off shortly as well. Yeah, so we will take a, now a quick break for ads and PSAs, and when we come back, we'll share our interview that Mike did with Chris Lee. Slice of Life Art and Gift Shop is Vancouver's choicest destination for one-of-a-kind artist-made prints, posters, screen prints, riso prints, paintings, acrylic paintings, watercolor paintings, ceramic mugs, ceramic plates, ceramic bowls, ceramic pots, lapel pins, hats, toques, crochet bathing suits, jewelry, trinkets, knickknacks, hand-painted signs, curated thrift, and a bunch more stuff that won't fit in this designated block of airtime. Slice of Life Art and Gift Shop, located at 1636 Venables, just off commercial. Open 11 to 6, six days a week. TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender-affirming client-centered models of service, ensuring access to gender-affirming and supportive healthcare that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender-diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community. Welcome back. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9 FM. And now we have an interview to share. Yeah. So yesterday I got a chance to sit down with uh, Chris Lee, one of the youngest, uh, one of our young fullbacks that are going to take to the field um, today. Well, not today, but well, they'll be taken to the field for practice. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll say it like that. But uh, he'll be taken to the pitch for the T-Birds. And he's one of the most exciting young players in youth sports and in the CPL done a great account and just wanted to catch up with him see how he was getting along with everything welcome back thunderbirds you're listening to the thunderbird eye on citr 101.9 fm bringing you all the latest news and features on your ubc t-birds i'm michael liu and joining to me today i have a very special guest please welcome white caps academy, academy graduate member of the mighty pacific fc and one of the budding stars of the ubc thunderbird team Christopher Lee. Welcome to the show, Chris. So glad to have you here. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me here. Uh, can you tell us a little about a little bit about yourself before we really kick, uh, kick this interview off? Yeah, so uh, I'm a second year Kin student, um, 20 years old. I took a gap year, so I kind of should be in third year. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, taking four courses right now, half online, half in person. And, you know, I'm just really excited to get the season underway. Wow, that's awesome. All right. So first, right off the bat, uh, really, what made you choose UBC out of all options? Um, it was between a lot of NCAA schools or pretty much UBC is the only Canadian school I want to go to. And, um, you know, I, I, I just ended up choosing UBC because it was close to home. Um, you know, it's a prestigious kin program, too. And, you know, I have a lot of I know a lot of people here that are from that are ex-white caps, um, you know, I've played, played with them before in Vancouver. So I just thought it'd be a great fit overall. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what was joining during 2020 like? Uh, you were in part of that recruiting class, I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously, you didn't get your season with the pandemic. So can you tell us a little yeah. bit about what that was sort of like? Yeah, it was definitely disappointing. Um, first time I heard that the season was canceled was actually on a bike ride. Um, I was like in my neighborhood going on a bike. And then I see like the UBC WhatsApp group chat just popping off, just saying the season's canceled. And then you know, I had to stop my bike midway. And I was just like, I was just shocked. I was like, yeah, um, it was not, it was not a good surprise, but I'm um, finally happy that that year is tucked away and that we can finally play some games. Yeah, I think all I can speak for all of us that we're just glad to have university sport back. But I mean, one good thing that came out of that year was the fact that, well, you got selected by Pacific FC um, and you're a first round pick, fifth overall, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, can you tell, uh, tell us a bit about what that experience was sort of like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big honor to be um, to be picked in the first five round or the first five picks. Um, you know, I knew the the two coaches at Pacific, Hamaduka and James Merriman, from my days at White Cups. Um, I never had Pa as my head coach, but you know, he would always hover around through the academies, and um, you know, I'm, I, I guess I impressed him when I was there. Um, and then we kind of got the talks going. And then, you know, I kind of hid away from talking to the other teams <laughs> so that so that I could go to Pacific. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a great honor and, you know, great experience overall there. Yeah. Uh, again, we're seeing cause impact this year. But um, yeah, so you didn't really get the start to the Canadian Premier League, obviously, that most players do, like uh, starting off in Victoria playing out of your home stadium, but uh, instead you got the kickoff bubble in Winnipeg. Um, yeah, take, yeah. Get, mind taking us behind the scenes there? Uh, definitely definitely, definitely a, a weird transition. You know, I've never been in a bubble myself. Um, um, but the other guys at Pacific, they were, they had, they had experience in a bubble, you know, last year, um, in their bubble last year in, uh, I think it was Newfoundland. Charlotte, Char 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 was it? Yeah. Was it there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they had it there, and then you know I, this is my first ever bubble. You know, kind of was it like almost a month we were there. Um, yeah, we weren't allowed to leave the hotel. Um, you know, we would go to training, come straight back. You know, no like, no um, just carrying on Winnipeg. It was just strictly business, really. <laughs> um, yeah, but. You know, we had a long preseason, um, unexpected because, you know, we're supposed to start the season normally in like in April-ish, um, but it just kept getting delayed and delayed. And, um, you know, with the boys, we, we just kept working hard at, hard at it. And, you know, it kind of proves right now, the top, the top of the table right now. Um, and, you know, they never just had that hunger and desire go away really throughout the long preseason we had. And then the first game we had, and, versus Halifax, um, you know, I, was, I was fortunate to start that game. Um, <laughs> and you can just see, like, from the first whistle that everyone was buzzing. And right when we got those first two goals, you know, you could see from the celebrations as well that, you know, it was, it was well earned, I think. For sure. And I think I recall that you got yourself a yellow card later on that game, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a necessary yeah. foul. We, we all saw that you, you, did a, you did a great job that first game. But um, yeah, going going off of that, can you just 
can you t- just take us into your mind during your debut? Like, wh- what was that like after not playing essentially for a year and then yeah. making your professional debut? Yeah, playing. We would we would have exhibition games, but you know, obviously, an exhibition game is different from a from an actual competitive league game, especially that first one being a, my first professional one. And um, I remember I just I was scared of cramping, so I drank a lot of water before the game. Like I would get like ten bottles of water, like the twenty four hours before the game, and I thought that was a good thing to do because you know I thought water hydration was good for your body. <laughs> but then during the game, I did cramp up a bit, and then I talked to the physio after the game, and he was saying that, oh, he should have told me because all of the rookies that he's had, they drink a lot of water before their first game, but that's not good for your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it, it messes with the balance of salt and and the water in your body yeah so that's that's a lesson learned <laughs> i mean that's a pretty important one right Jeez. yeah yeah but yeah so after the kickoff bubble ended uh pacific obviously went back they were able to get more of a regular season uh yeah. back but i mean you got to play in victoria you got to play in front of home fans if i recall correctly so um yeah I mean, what were your experiences like when what are the things that you feel like you learned really um, just experiencing pro environment, you know, with fans, you know, I've never really with white caps. I never really got to experience playing in front of a lot of fans. The one time I did experience it was when we went to Korea with the, with the white caps, U23s. And we played in front of, I think 24,000 people. And that was a big jump from playing in front of like just parents and family members to 24,000 people. That was crazy. So I kind of had the experience under my belt going back to, going back to Langford. Um, and then, you know, once you start playing, um, you kind of, you can't really hear a lot of the fans because you're just focused on the game. Um, but you know, definitely playing in front of a home environment, it's, it's a good feeling. And I feel like that's why a lot of professionals play, you know, that feeling of playing in front of fans and getting the encouragement you get. Yeah. Like, and we saw how amazing Pacific supporters are, especially with the, you know, the Whitecaps in uh, the Canadian championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask this because um, obviously Pacific are doing amazing right now, but you've gone from playing with some of the best players in the CPL with Marco Bustos and Oli Bassett and uh, Lucas McNaughton and whatnot. But now you're coming into U sports and you're also playing with some of the best players. You have Tommy Gardner, Victor, Victor Busho. Like, well, what does that yeah. sort of feel like for you? Yeah, it's definitely going to be different, you know, playing there and playing here. Um, and, you know, my mindset coming in is trying to be a leader um, and to help to help this team win a national title. Um, um, and, you know, we have so many other leaders in this team, like, like Tommy, Vic, um, Daniel Kaiser, who's unfortunately injured right now, but um, he's doing his part off off the field, you know, help helping with us, like, behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, he actually came up to Kamloops against TRU when he didn't have to because mm-hmm. he was injured, uh, but he came to support us, and he was there for us too, which I think needs to be mentioned. Um, that there's a lot of good players here and a lot of good leaders, and um, you know, I'm excited for this team. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, like you mentioned, 
uh, you got your first U Sports de- you got your U Sports debut a solid couple months after you made your professional debut. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't think many people. I don't think many people can really say that happened uh, yeah. to them. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird. It's a weird circumstance. <laughs> another thing to chalk up to the pandemic. But um, want to tell us a little bit about what your first Canada West U Sports experience was like at, with at Kamloops and T against TRU. Yeah, um, it was unfortunate it wasn't at home, but I uh, had a good had a good little bus ride with the with the with, with the team. Uh, had to sing again, had to sing, do our initiations um, for oh, yeah. the guys who never for the guys who never traveled before. Um, so that was fun, and then got out there got out there pretty late actually, like midnight, and then the next game we had to play. Um, you know, TR TR used a good team. I feel like. They'll be up there in the playoffs this year, um, mm. but you know we dominated the first half. Should have had these. Should have had at least like three, uh, but we just weren't able to create enough open, like clear chances on goal. But we did dominate the game. We found spaces in between the lines, um, and you know, kind of just really unfortunate with the goals and how each result turned out the same. You know, we were all really disappointed with two draws when it could have been six points. But, you know, that's it's definitely a learning moment from that. And we take on and move on forward to this week against UNBC. Yeah. And speaking of that, it's your home opener. You got yeah. two back-to-backs against UNBC, uh, 7.30 this Friday and 7.30 on Saturday, right? Yeah. I mean. I think so, yeah. You excited? This is your first oh, yeah. time. I'm buzzing. Oh, playing at home. I'm buzzing. Yeah, we've had, we've had a, I played a lot of games here in, in Thunderbird. Uh, stadium and I'm just excited to finally have that first home opener after waiting for about two years now um, yeah. yeah we're all we're all excited what's the what's the mindset heading into it like uh as much as six you points. can six, six points. points that's six points that's it we have to win these two games and we have to show our dominance you know the team that we have um six points that's it yeah like you, you guys definitely got the skill for it but um You've mentioned that obviously you want to bring a national title to UBC. Uh, try and match the women's team from from 2019. But um, on a personal level, uh, what what sorts of goals do you you have as well? Personally, um, I just want to win the whole thing. You know, it starts first with Canada West. It's not going to be easy that, and then you know, going on to win nationals. That's that's really all I want. Uh, you know, and I can do. I can try to play my part in it, you know, getting getting assists, getting goals from free kicks, or um, just playing well defensively. I just want I just want to do my part and help the team with it all. Sounds well. Sounds like you'll be a big part of this team going forward. Uh, that that's all we got. So um, yeah, be sure to be sure to catch the men's team in action live. Their home opener is seven thirty p.m. this Friday against UNBC with the women's team taking to the field for their own home opener at 5 p.m. Good luck to you, Chris, to you, the rest of the team, and we'll be expecting big stuff from you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Of course. Welcome back. Now to close out the show, we're going to take a quick look ahead, go over everything that is happening this weekend in Thunderbirds Sports News. Tomorrow at 4 p.m., the women's rugby home opener, as discussed earlier, Thunderbirds taking on the Alberta Golden Pandas. Then on Friday, the soccer home openers, men's and women's team are both taking on UNBC, women's at 5.30, men's at 7.30. 
On Sunday, both soccer teams play again at 3.30 for the women and 7.30 again for the men. And then also on Saturday, the men's hockey team plays the second game of the Captain's Cup against Trinity Western. Softball plays another doubleheader that we'll hopefully hear about. Men's rugby plays their first game in a long while against Trinity Western. There is a cross-country invitational at the University of Victoria. And finally, at noon, the UBC football team starts their season against Alberta as well. And that is on the road in Edmonton. And besides that, the other Thunderbirds sports for this coming week is another golf tournament on Monday and Tuesday playing at the Warrior Invitational in Lewiston, Idaho. And with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is The Shakespeare Show. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake McGrail and Mike Liu with contributions from Corey Branson. Thank you to Chris Lee for coming on the show. Thank you for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.